and welcome to Holding Fast. Thanks for being part of the podcast today. How is your anchor holding today? Well, here we are at the beginning of a brand new podcast week, and I trust that you've had a refreshing time in the house of God, getting your heart uh, just rejuvenated underneath the sound of the scriptures. So glad that you're part of the podcast today. Thanks for tuning in, and we're looking at Thanksgiving week. This is a a special week in the calendar, at least in the United States, special time of Thanksgiving. I'm not sure where you're listening to this, but this is a, a great opportunity for us to pause and to be able to th- reflect on the gratitude that we should have for everything God has done for us. So I'm glad you're here today. Thank you for being a part of the broadcast. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 2, the Bible says, My brethren, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Literally, what that says is, uh, count it all joy when, by the way, you notice it says not if, when you meet trials of various kinds. Uh, You wonder today, as I talk with people, what are you willing to give to have joy in your life? What price are you willing to pay? Uh, There's a lot of people that spend a great deal of money on vacations and all kinds of luxury items and entertainment and uh, stimulants, and the uh, cost uh, can be very high, and yet at the same time, all that that money and, and effort never seems to be good enough, and so there's many people for whom joy really remains elusive. It's hard to come across. It's something that they don't find very easily. And if they do, it's usually very fleeting and uh, and short-lived. It's just unsatisfying. Uh, during the holiday times of the year, as I mentioned, even in my church from my pulpit this past Lord's Day, there are a lot of people that are trying to find uh, some kind of joy and satisfaction. And in reality, during the holiday season, when you're talking about joy the very most, it seems to be the hardest thing to find for many people. Holidays are stressful, are they not? Uh, we got a lot to do. You got to get your decorations up. You got to get things uh, ready and prepared for family that's coming. Uh, you're pressed for time. You're pressed for money. Uh, family conflicts really tend to rise to the surface during that time as tensions are there. But even in the midst of those things, I'm suggesting to you that the Bible teaches that you can actually remain genuinely joyful. That sounds like a paradox, doesn't it? Isn't that what James 1-2 sounds like? Uh, That you are to count it all joy when you encounter various trials and temptations in life? It just seems like it doesn't fit together. Recently, a book was written by a man named Bill Farley who Uh, has a book called The Secret of Spiritual Joy that I would recommend to you. And this podcast is indebted to that. I'll acknowledge that. He goes and says in that book that that joy, spiritual joy, is a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. And I thought that was very interesting. That means that if you're a believer today, there's a joy that comes without a price. It's all paid for. It's all, the, the, the terms are all satisfied. We know that joy is one of the first three fruits of the Spirit that's listed in Galatians chapter 5. You remember? Love and peace and joy. And Farley explains in his book, actually, what spiritual joy is and how you can obtain it. 
spiritual joy, let's just say right out of the gate here, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got some great uh, 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 mount, mountainous high and excitement and, and, and uh, cork popping kind of excitement all the time. Sometimes uh, joy doesn't feel like real exuberant happiness but at other times it flourishes, even when your circumstances are bitter and difficult and you're really facing what James was talking about here by a trial. Do you know that the Bible regularly connects this kind of joy with trials and sorrow and affliction? That's what James 1-2 is all about. Even the Apostle Paul himself in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10, described himself as, and I like this, sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Now, that doesn't seem to go together, but for the believer, it does. Uh, the Apostle Paul said in the very next chapter, in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 4, he said, he was afflicted, yet overflowing with joy at the same time. And I don't know about you, but the question comes to mind, how does that even work? Uh, for most people, the words uh, trials and sorrows and afflictions just don't seem to be compatible in the same thought or sentence as, as rejoicing and joy. But for those who live under the dominating influence of the Holy Spirit, uh, they you find that they become increasingly connected to each other, just entwined. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 says, For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Well, Farley talks about in his book that uh, spiritual joy is really like a heat-seeking missile. I thought that was an interesting way to put it. It literally pursues those who walk in the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5.16. And that walking in the Spirit involves a number of disciplines, but foremost among them is the discipline of gratitude or thanksgiving. It really is a discipline. I preached in the message this past Lord's Day that it is something that's a choice. It's a purposeful thing that you have to do. I don't think many people have walked, had the experience of walking in the Spirit nearly like the Apostle Paul did. In actuality, uh, Farley quotes a New Testament scholar who notes that Paul mentions gratitude or thanksgiving in his letters more often, line for line, than any other author, uh, pagan or Christian. That's because Paul knew what he deserved. He knew that his rightful inheritance was crucifixion. He knew that he deserved eternal judgment. But because Christ died in his place, the apostle Paul would never get what he actually deserved. And that's a precious thought, that no matter how rough your life is, no matter how bad your circumstances are, and this may be true for you right now as you listen to this, Paul could be continually thankful because of what Christ had done. And therefore, he was in this continual possession of, of wonderful joy. And so Farley reminds us in his book that the secret to spiritual joy for believers in Christ is gratitude to God. That's the path that takes us away from murmuring and complaining and grumbling and self-pity and tantrums. Uh, for so many people, maybe even now, your holiday rush has started. You're trying to figure out how to get all the family in and how to make all the arrangements from November until New Year's. Um, usually those holiday times in the United States anyway start with Thanksgiving a day designed around gratitude to God for what he has done. 
Well, you're going to have, you're going to encounter stress. That's the way it is on these special times. You might have some conflicts in your home and your trials. Uh, the cure is still the same. So while you get ready this week to be able to celebrate uh, with thanksgiving all that God has poured out on you, all of his blessings, and you get your food ready and travel preparations made and the gifts wrapped and the visiting and, and all of the pleasures and the joys and the stresses, um, you need to walk through it with a fresh view of thanksgiving and gratitude. Christ has done so much for us, and that's what the thing that should mediate all of our circumstances, to dwell on that truth, to dwell on his love, to dwell on his sacrifice, to think on it daily all the way through, and that's going to enable you to have a deep spiritual joy in all your circumstances, even during the holidays. Well, we're looking at Thanksgiving this week, and that's a great thought to make sure that you view all of your trials knowing the joy that's set before you in the goodness and the graciousness of the living God. Walk with Christ, will you? Meditate with gratitude on all His goodness. Walk with Christ.